sure. Yeah, so yeah, who cares? It's, a, it's just going to be me laughing. It's just going to be me laughing at giving him slop. <laughs> People are just going to hear my side no, of the my, Michael Chimo thing, and then not. No, it was it was recording before. It was yeah, but just on my headphones. But just on Zoom, right? Like, or I guess it was no, recording. It was, on was this. in Well, the audio quality is going to shift drastically. <laughs> like, oh, who gives a shit? <clears throat> did that with uh, the podcast about this Christmas episode real oh, yeah. bad. It was like an hour and a half through it. I realized my mic hadn't been plugged in the whole time. Um, it was rough. Thankfully, everyone else was like much funnier on that than I was, so it like really made up for it. You know, I only said like five things. It was really yeah. fine. Low effort. Yeah, just go in, just dial it in. Just come yeah. up, say, yeah, I mean, I'm just here to... Yeah. Here to cash checks. I'm not really here to to do really much of anything. I'm not I just do it for. In my mind, it's something I do for money. You know. Yeah. Even if yeah, but um, you do anything cool this week? Um, I started going back to the I gym. Guess it's middle of the week. Like fully, you know. Uh, like yeah. we kind of talked about that. It's like uh, it's cool. I needed it. Um. In terms of coolness, not really. Uh, I've been playing like a lot of video games. I'm still like, work's not back started. And um, I uh, want to get into alchemy um, or time yeah. travel or something like that um, because I feel like I could figure it out. It doesn't seem very hard for a guy like me to like do stuff no, like no. that. Um, <coughs> I'm probably. Probably like the second or third smartest guy that ever lived. And so I think that turning lead into gold, time travel, like all that stuff is like, it's easy to me. It's like addition to me. So, uh, and I've known this all along, but I think now is the time, you know, I've been being selfish, not sharing this information or putting it to use. Um, but if you want to know about time travel and alchemy in my, solving those problems then you have to subscribe to the premium episodes uh, that's where i talk about those things well just had a premium discovery that you guys are getting for free yeah i got i got a new loose tooth nice sick uh Today what about you I, did you do anything cool uh i did something awesome today backflip so for uh Something close. So for um, whenever you work on oak trees, you know, when you're, you know, cutting off pieces to prevent oak wilt, they, uh, they'll they just spray paint over the wounds or whatever in the tree. So the, the beetles that spread oak wilt can't, you're, you know, they're, you know, repelled from burrowing in those spots. <clears throat> So obviously, you know, you don't shimmy up the whole tree with a can of spray paint, you know, like some, mm -hmm. you know, hooligan. You, you put it on a on a pole and then there's a string on it and you can just hold it up. So I had to swap out the, the spray paint can on it because I ran out and I didn't mm -hmm. know how. So I just started prying it with this, with a this screwdriver and then I, I popped it. <laughs> They and go off I like an ink, probably. Like ink bomb and a bank vault type shit. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> it, it took me a good while. You know that, um, you know that, uh, soap that has like the pumice in it or whatever. In a lava soap, I think. Yeah, yeah. It took me like 15 minutes in the shower with that stuff to get it off. But anyway, my face was close by, you know, since it was mostly empty, it didn't like, it wasn't like a Tom and Jerry type situation where like, you know. Was it, was it black spray prey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> That's where but, you're going you know, with it. Okay, I got you. You know, part of, part of me was hoping, part of me wasn't, you know, we just had to see how it worked out. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> I like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm covered in paint. I just like slowly slip into like a Cat Williams impersonation throughout the day. But um, no, I, um, but anyway, whenever I did that, my face was kind of close to it. And none of, the, none of the paint got on my face, but uh, I did inhale quite a bit of, I don't know what all is in paint, but I've had a headache. All sorts of heavily. Cold, like, it feels healthy. like I What if you would have, what yeah, if it, it feels healthy. like somebody. Totally covered your face. It's like if somebody just hit, like somebody just hit me in the head with like a, a shovel, but like the handle end of a shovel, you know, like yeah. not all the way. I wish that. How much would it take for you, for you to kill somebody with a shovel? Ten grand. Are there legal repercussions? No. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean. Okay. What is the moral status of this person? Do I know if they're good or bad, or is it just any guy? Like a guy appears. No. You got to do it. It's probably a guy who would be in like main event or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just like a Saturday is for the boys kind of guy. Like a. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know, okay. just like he's not like bad enough coming across for you to be like. Well, of course, you know. Sure, it's not like a Dexter's, and they're like, "I'm not doing a moral good thing by doing this." In no situation is this guy like a pedophile or something. Okay. Or you can just have that that like out of your really your conscience, where it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 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 probably ten grand. Now, maybe maybe he's done like low level embezzlement. You know, he stole five hundred bucks from work. I would do something like something that. Like so that. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I was. Well, now you. Yeah, I, I don't know why you said yes. Why'd you say yes? Why would I say yes to what? That I would kill a guy? You said you'd do it for ten grand. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I'd never do something like that. You would never kill a guy with a shovel for ten thousand dignity. No. Why not? No, I don't know why you. I don't know why you'd even say that. Well, you asked, and I thought I thought about it, and I ran it. Through. Yeah, I asked, so you could say no. I was providing a an easy way for you to look good, and you said yes. I don't look. I don't. We don't look good. A lot of people think that we're scoundrels. Yeah, we've got our angle, our our angles. You know. Yeah. yeah. That we work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you reminded me with the determined that. Uh, my roommate, we had like, it was like dead of summer and there was like six wasp nests all on the, right out the front door. And uh, we were like day drinking or whatever. And he was like, I'm going to put on a bunch of hoodies and I'm going to go punch all these wasp nests down. I'm sick of it. 
And I was like, dude, we have like wasp spray. He was like, no, it doesn't work. They come back. I'm going to put it into this like now. And I was like, it's like 150 degrees outside. Maybe I'll make this quick and have a heat stroke or whatever. And so he like puts on a fucking, like a, he had like a balaclava. He puts that on, puts on like three or four hoodies, a big thick jacket, but he does not cover his hands. And I'm like, dude, like bandana. It, I wasn't thinking, honestly, I didn't give any advice. I was like, you, yeah, let's run it. I, you've, you've hyped me up. I'm here for this round one. Like, let's take out all these motherfuckers. And so I'm out in the yard smoking a cigarette and he's like, okay, here we go. And he punches a small one. I guess he wanted to start small. Yeah. There were so many in that guy. There was just a lot. So he just starts like three piecing the side of our house, just like way too hard. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he was like hitting the siding, like he's a big guy. And I was like, it's our safety deposits just going out the window with each punch. Yeah. And I like circle around because they start swarming and stuff. So I go around and I still hear him like, and uh, I go into the back door. I'm like, I'm not going to get stung. I don't want to get stung. This shit sucks. And he comes in about five minutes later and he's like, man, they didn't sting me like through the jacket. This is a really good idea. And I was like, did they get you in the face? And he's like, no. Uh, one of them like landed on my head, but like, I think they couldn't bite through the thick. Now he was like, but my hands and he like held his hands up and it was just like Popeye's forearm. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like red and like knotted and welted and just like, I mean, just looked like shit. I was like, how many times did you get bit, dude? And he was like, man, I don't fucking know. It hurts like a lot though. And I was like, I was like, the reality of it set in because by the way, this wasn't like I wasn't 19. I was very much like 24 years old. <laughs> this was like only like maybe 24 months ago. Uh, <laughs> like it really wasn't. It, it, I I can't chalk it up as like yeah, like you you were, you were the same person you are now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> definitely fatter, but like it's like mentally like my moral compass my iq very much the same and he like had to like call out of work the next day he was like working in an office because like it like it took a couple days to go down and i remember that the, like right what happened was like should we go to like the hospital he's like no nah. and i was like you might need like he's like i'm not allergic and i'm like at some point it stops mattering <laughs> if you're allergic to the venom or not i'm pretty sure you got stung like 30 or 40 times he's like yeah anyway you want to play rocket league and i'm like can you and he's like no i don't think so but i could try and so it's but he's like i don't know we would story ends there but like i would be laughing because we'd be playing rocket league and i would look over and his hands were it's like uh, Shaq's hands, like the pictures where he's holding like <laughs> basketball. <paper, laughs> just like <laughs> he had covered the whole controller. And he was like, uh, I was like, dude, you really need to go ice those things. And he's like, oh, I'm straight, dude. It only hurts like a lot. And I was like, is it like, I was with my best Didn't friend. even take like Benadryl or anything? No, I think he took like later on in the day, he took like a Tylenol. But like, it's just he's one of my best friends in the world, still is. And I was like, it was like one of those moments where you're like, how insane and like tough like just pain tolerance like the people you meet in your day-to-day -day lives like you kind of just assume everyone's like ah man that hurts i don't want to do that but just just <laughs> the brittle insanity you're just yeah. your average human being 
Just to the point where, like, you might die, and you're like, eh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even like a doomer, depressed way. You're just kind of like, I, I, man, I'd like. It was a, it's a cool story. Uh, it makes me feel cool. Uh, the wasps are gone, so I don't really understand why you're concerned. I did you a favor. <laughs> Meanwhile, his hand is pulsating with the time of his heartbeat. Yeah. I used to, whenever I was a kid, that was one of my big hobbies was knocking down wasp nests. But I'd do it with like a broom, Mm -hmm. but then I wouldn't have like a spray or like a backup plan. Mm -hmm. So I'd always just get stung in the face a bunch of times. But I wanted to say like, yeah, but I built up a tolerance, but no, I'm like allergic. So it just kind of got worse over time. But I, uh, I remember one time, this actually did not happen just one time. It's happened weirdly like a lot of times in my life where I will be on the freeway doing like highway speeds, 85 miles an hour or whatever. And I will hear a buzzing sound and I'm like, oh, there's a fly in here. And uh, no, it's like a big red wasp. And that type of thing just really increases your chance of car crashes by like a hundred thousand fold. Um because I'm trying to remain calm, but I just, there's just no, I, ha- I hate being, I take, yeah. the, I take the nearest exit, I hop out the car and I just start like slap boxing the air for like 45 minutes until it gets out of my car. Yeah, I, uh, whenever, whenever I was probably like 11 or so, uh, we used to have one of those mailboxes where it's like, uh, it's, it's fancy enough to where you need a key, you know, but it's not like one of the custom ones or anything, you know, but there's like a little slot where the the mail guy drops the mail in and then you use a key to get it out. Mm -hmm. Use the little door, but I would just jam my hand through the mail slot. So I didn't have to bring the key. And one time I did that and there was a wasp in there, but I thought it was a piece of confetti (laughs) because I reached in and I felt its wing or whatever. And I was like, somebody, somebody I got a gift. Hey, and so here's, I started like diddling with it. Yeah, stung me, and then I wrenched back and I broke the mailbox. And uh, powerful child, Thomas. And then yeah, then we had to get a new mailbox. And I felt terrible. Uh, I remember this was it was hard to like make friends growing up, especially like if I hung out with somebody like two or three times. My like playing music or something like 13, 14 years old. My dad would be like, he just likes people to like barbecue and, and drink beer all day. And and, mm-hmm. uh, and so he'd be like, oh, well, God, does his dad play guitar or something? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And so he would just invite himself over to like me hanging out with friends or whatever. That's and, awesome. one, and one time him and my mom both show up and they do like, I guess, in a weird parent way. You know, when you're like a teenager and your parents have friends, you're like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Yeah. And they like hit it off or whatever and they're drinking. And uh, my dad, my dad is like a give me my keys or I'll kill you type guy. He's like, I'm driving home. I don't care if I can't see. Probably why he has so many DUI. Anyway, dude, I was good friends with this guy and my parents made friends with him. And then my dad backs out of the fucking driveway, turns completely miscalculates his like two or three point turn and just knocks their brick mailbox down like boom dude just fucking destroys it and uh he was like should i go in and say something and i'm like 
yes. <laughs> I, that I don't, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I didn't. And he was like, I guess I should. And he's really fucked up, though. So he gets out of the car but forgets to put it in park. So he gets out of his car and it's just rolling up the curb. <laughs> like, it hits the curb, goes up a little bit. He jumps back in, hits it in park. Sprints inside, weirdly enough. Like, and he, like, not bangs on the door. And I could hear him from the car. He's like, hey, I just knocked your mailbox over. And I'm kind of, like, in your front yard. Uh, don't worry about it, though. Uh, I'll take care of it. We, he didn't, he wouldn't take care of it. He had, like, $33, I'm imagining, in his checking account at that time. And uh, anyway, yeah, like, that was just one example of, like, the ways in which my parents, like, would just – I couldn't, it wasn't all the time, but it was like, if they thought that they could like make friends with like girlfriends, parents, or like friends, parents, it was just like a, it wasn't like a drunkenly, like, Oh, kind of embarrassing thing. They would just do stupid shit all the time to where, you know, the only people that enjoyed my company or theirs were people whose parents were also equally like mentally deficient people, just fundamentally yeah, like, yeah. like just, just broken people. Yeah. Yeah, I never had any of that actually. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> I, uh, my mom was like really big in the church, and was like, she still is, and she, she would like drag me, my brother, and she like when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and I was like really, I had just watched SLC Punk, and I was playing a lot of Tony Hawk. So I had like got a mohawk and was like just really being like a so the way some guys in their thirties get into like being a UK like sex pistols guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh just kind of like showing up to a small Baptist church in like skin tight blue denim and like combat boots and like a denim jacket with like mm-hmm. studs on it. My mom's like, Can you wear like church clothes? And I'm like no. And at the time I was like, I'm a fucking dude. I'm an anarchist. <coughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the same as like, and Che Guevara, I'm a revolutionary, but I was just telling my mom, like, fuck you, you know, like not even, yeah, just kind of like, kind of like, uh, Huey Newton, but also a lot like Gigi Allen in some yeah, ways. Yeah. It also, yeah. Also just like not really even having any political opinions. I'm just like, at the age where I want to frustrate as many people as I possibly can. And, and I want to do that through, I guess, whatever actions I could take that aren't a big deal, but they still like, I guess, give me some satisfaction in being a fucking shithead. Yeah. I never really went through um, that specific phase because um, whenever I was like around that age, I, uh, just wanted to be really good at sports i think like well i mean <clears throat> i mean I, I i played sports you know and i uh, had fun mm-hmm. doing it mm-hmm. but i was like oh you know what i should like invest a bunch of time into like being good at like basketball and stuff yeah and then i'll like be good at basketball probably mm-hmm. yeah and that's not really the case <laughs> when you start taking a sport seriously in like seventh grade you know no. and also black you know any sort of fundamental fundamental talent um 
depth perception, um, speed, strength, uh, stuff like that, Hand social ability. skills, yeah, math, I, uh, the ability to make eye contact, yeah, emotional maturity, understanding yeah. people on a fundamental level, uh, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I remember when I played, <laughs> um, I played baseball for like a long time, but like as a kid, like as a really young kid, it was just something to keep me busy when mom was at work. So from like five to like, I guess twelve. But I had like severe, like I guess undiagnosed ADD, like any child, most children, and I could not focus to save my fucking life. So a lot of times, like I would be mid-game, dude, the fucking floodlights are on, drunk parents in the stands, yeah, that's my boy, that's my fucking boy, like just shouting expletives and slurs at like little children, like just a good Texans, like local baseball game. And uh, I would just be staring at like the dirt just like watching little bugs crawl on my legs and I'd be like, nice. And then a ball would just come like rolling at my feet and I'd be like, Hey, what's that? (laughs) Completely forget that I'm like, people care about this, especially the parents. And I'm like, I guess you can have this ball or whatever. Were you one of the right fielders? I was always that kid. They would stick me. It was weird. Like I would, I would either play first base because I was fatter than fuck. And my coach, like, was weird about, like, dude, we were children, eight or nine, and he's like, baseball is a contact sport. You understand me? And I was like, what? He's like, you see a motherfucker coming in hot. You shoulder into his ass. I don't give – I mean, you blue, me and Blue can have a conversation about it. I'm like, dude, this isn't fucking the national playoffs for the pennant. This is, like, this is a child's game. I'm, I, I'm batting zero and the pitches are coming in at a blistering 19 miles an hour. Like <laughs> nobody, nobody's cranking out dingers out here. I used to think, um, I remember in like second grade, the coach put me in right field and he was like, now son, I'm doing this because you got a mean arm on you. You got a good yeah. arm, let me tell you. And that's why I'm putting you out in right field. And I want you to just have fun out there. Okay, just yeah. have a good time. If the ball comes at you, you throw it to the center fielder, and he'll take care of it. Yeah, you just <laughs> yeah. Thomas. I'm glad you're here. All right, you show up to practice every day, and that means a lot in life. You know, it's like having a job. And you I just, would, I would hear that and be like, "Wow, I'm gonna, I might play for the Rangers someday." Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just having like. Having a grown adult like with a mouthful of dip spit in the nicest way tell you that he can't bench you because it doesn't really mean I guess he could, but like it doesn't work that way. So you're going to essentially stand next to the foul line and like just like try not to fall asleep, like try not to just lay down and start eating bugs and fucking dirt and shit. Uh, I, I remember that like one of our coaches, the same guy that was like baseball is a context, was kind of the same. He was super intense, and he would be like, you know, he was like, if you're – he would, like, try to tell us, like, I guess he was, like, a good college ball player. I don't know. Because he was like – you ever, he was like, there's a science to stealing base. you got to know. My, again, we're eight years old. I barely even know where my fucking dick and balls are at this point. He's like, you got to – there's something called this, the look. So you look at the pitcher, you keep your left eye on him, and he thinks – he's he, he not even worried about it. We were doing pitching machine at this time, but there was like a guy, a kid that would stand there, I guess, to catch line drives. He was like the pitcher or whatever. And he would be like, now you keep your eye on him. He thinks he's staying where he's staying. 
But Yang, your other eye, your other eye is over there on second base. So you see the pitcher and you see the pitch, the ball go in, and you're your your second foot, I mean, you're already halfway there by the time ball. And I'm like, again, I because I I can't focus. I'm thinking about like, dude, I got a lean I got a I got a little kid's cuisine at home, and it's the one with the brownie in it, and it's got the little colored little uh, pink and blue little sugar flakes on it, and then uh, Ed Ed Nettie's coming on the TV, and I got a Dr. Pepper in the fridge, and he's like, he's still yelling at me. <clears throat> no, yeah, I uh, I remember in second grade, my uh, I was in this little league for, uh, for basketball, and uh, I thought it was pretty good, you know, I thought it was I was probably one of, you know, not the best player, but I was all right. You know, I, I was good on defense, but I didn't score till the last game of the uh, whole season, you know, which to be fair was maybe six games due to how little league organizations are run. But um, I remember I, I, it was just like, it was a pretty close shot also, mm-hmm. but I made it nothing but net, which, you know, as a, it was like a six, you know, seven year old or whatever. It's pretty cool, and I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But then they chanted my name in the lockout or whatever. Yeah. And I realized in that moment, hey, dude, like everyone here thinks you're like severely autistic <laughs> because you like don't talk. I was homeschooled, so I, like I didn't really like talk to anybody, and I was like. Even as like you know, like a, maybe a seven year old, I was like, "Oh, dude, this is like." Mm. They think I have a like a clear defect. Not, like, a, no. They think yeah, I have something like fundamental. Something wrong. bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you've done something good, but mm-hmm. it's. They didn't expect it. It wasn't them. good enough to warrant this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. No one expects you to do anything impressive, uh, ever. Actually. Yeah. So that's. It's it's positive and it's you know, in cool. some ways, you know, deeply negative. Yeah. I think I was like I think my like my mom just I think she expected me to like you know just like work at the church or something and like make pastries and like knock up some poor squirrel like six times before I'm twenty two. And the fact that I like did stuff like stand up or music, she's even if it sucks, like I was never particularly good at stand up, but I did it a lot. Or like anything I've like anything I've done in my life that's a creative pursuit or academic, she's like, "Man, that's crazy. That's awesome." Because you know, like I think in her head, I was just meant to like chew on doorknobs or something, or like yeah. get hit by a truck or some, you know, like just not do really much of anything. Uh, but you know, we're here now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my parents never had like super high expectations for me sports wise. They were just kind of, which was kind of nice, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. no one in my family is like super good at uh, sports, really. My little brother's pretty good at basketball, but, but, um, so that, that was nice not having the, uh, cause a lot of dads, especially North Texas dads, and I imagine just Southern dads in general, yeah, are, and I mean, this is, you could also find this in like Boston and some places, mm-hmm. you know, like just a particularly passionate yeah, I know exactly breed of, of father, but who's only, 
the only part of fatherhood that he gets excited about is being like, you know, an amateur, you know, sideline coach. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just screaming at his kid. It's the same type of guy that watches football and like some like superhuman athlete, six, five, 240 pounds, solid muscle, 6% body fat, sprints a four, four, got an arm like a cannon makes a small error due to the pressure of the game or or just fucks up and they're on the couch, 396 pounds, five, seven. And they're like, yeah, I mean, if I was in this game, I wouldn't have done something like that. In fact, I would have, I would have probably thrown a Hail Mary 98 yards from end to end. (laughs) And, uh, and, and everybody would have loved me and I, my life would have meant something and I wouldn't feel so empty all the time. But you know, I had to like raise a family and I had to, you know, I did my part and, and, uh, and I'm a good person, but had I not had two, seven, nine kids that I don't love, I would have probably been the best football player and the best baseball player and the president and an astronaut and a pop singer. Uh, and I would have been a country star, but I, you know, I just couldn't, I had to be a father yeah. and there's a burden in that. You see, uh, you know, like Clayton Kershaw, you know, <clears throat> throw a bad pitch or something, and he's just like, oh, man, that type of play wouldn't have flown back at Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> you, you <laughs> he didn't even go to Baylor. He, like, he, yeah, just, he dropped out man, of Baylor. <laughs> man, my friend who went to Baylor, man, he, my doctor for my, my – hypertension he went to Baylor and he said that wouldn't have flown let me tell you yeah I'm telling you you know if you're not up there I mean look a fastball is a fastball we're talking 99 miles an hour plus we can go in the backyard right now I got a radar gun I bought it 17 years ago it's been collecting dust in the garage I'll go hum hum it at the the back fence and I'll dislocate my shoulder but when you look at that radar gun it'll say 114 miles per hour because I promise you I promise you if they were to put me in at a World Series game, I will close that fucker out. All strikeouts. Look, so nowadays you want to be in the in the NLB. You gotta be throwing at least what 72, 75 fastball. I'll go out there to the backyard and I'll throw a sixty-four right now. I'm almost there. I, I mean, I'd have to practice a little bit, but I think I'd get back to it if I wanted to. I think it's like back a, in college, man. I mean, they sometimes, you know, big old head baseball coach, he asked me to come out there and practice <laughs> some pitches. And I said, no, I, I can't. I got a family to provide for. I mean, there, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a given. I didn't have a kid for another seven years, but <laughs> I had my, my mom, you know, and my, my pops mm-hmm. who, who was, you know, he had a bad back, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and sometimes you got to make sacrifices. You got to make, see, the Lord, the Lord tests and the Lord will give you two doors. And he'll say $500 million MLB contract or a loving family. And, you know, the, the sick man, the sinful man would take, you know, the $500 million. But a man, man of God like me, he understands that money ain't everything. And I could do it. I could have walked in, I could have walked through that door and I could have played baseball for 95 years, but I didn't want to because I'm a righteous man and I walk in the path 
the shining path. Yeah, I always felt like God was calling me to get laid off in the worst oil field jobs imaginable every six months. That's just what his plan for me was. <laughs> There's <laughs> Marry a woman who makes $22,000 a year as a vet tech. <laughs> There's something... <laughs> There's just something, you know, and, and son, I know that right now you think, oh, dad, I know, dad. I understand you don't know because there's something that, that little boys like you don't get. And it's that, you know, are you listening to me? Quit chewing on that fucking doorstopper, son. I got something to tell you. Quit, quit playing, quit playing with it. I'm telling you right now that, that you, that you need to understand that your Paul made a great sacrifice. I could have bailed. You know, hell knows, I, Lord knows I wanted to. I mean, look at your mother now. She's 414 pounds. She used to be something to look at. And and I didn't sign up for nothing like this. I sure as shit didn't sign up for it. I mean, look at me. I'm in great shape. I, I, I you know, I do get winded going up the stairs like 10 to 15 times a day. But, you know, I'm your old man's still stronger as shit. I... I can go in the garage right now. That weight set's been out there for, for 40, 43 years. I can go out there right now and put up 350. You know why? Because I still got it. Because I still. You think you're all that in a bag of chips just because you, you're 17 and you got a girlfriend who knows how to play the drums. Back in my day. <laughs> Back in my, my day, we didn't have no. <laughs> You got you one of them Denton. She fuck. Listen to me. You got one of them Denton fucking wearing a beanie and fucking going to the the con the the concert type girlfriends. She 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 does a she got a longboard and you think she you think that makes you something? Cause she she can uh she's got her eyeshadow all fucked up and she's got borderline personality disorder. You think that makes you man? You think it's cool to go to a house? House music show with an old abandoned airplane hanger with your with your friends who wear raw denim. <laughs> Daddy knows like way too much about yeah. like actual like he too yeah. spot on. Yeah. Is your post ironic enough to like a hundred gigs? Do you I oh, mean I bet you do. I, back in my day it was Twisted Sister. And I you think I don't understand meta irony in music and I don't understand Animal Collective, or that I don't understand and appreciate the movies of Wes Anderson, that, that I don't, I mean. Do oh, you, you, th you think I don't understand Discordant? Mm -hmm. I've got three Peter, Paul, and Mary records on vinyl, kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you even, I mean, I, you, you go on the internet and you go on there and you look at your drills and your prospectors and, and you think you understand it, but you don't. You fucking don't. And oh, I you think th you think you know about forum posting. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. I bet you know everything about that. I bet, I bet dude. 
just just the idea of a dad giving like a heart to heart drunken baseball lecture and just somehow spinning it into like, oh, and by the way, you think you're fucking cool too. You think you can wear your fucking Levi skinnies and your fucking little Doc Martens and you think like, I, <laughs> a Christian Baptist dad who has a profound understanding yeah. of like you like irony hipster culture. Yeah. That's going to be, I feel like we're going to, there's, there's no way that that's not down the pipe for a lot of people. It probably, I'm probably going to be that. You think you're a man talking to cat girls on discord? <laughs> Listen, back in, but look, courting a woman, it used to, it used to be something you had to be a man about. It. You had to go up to her and you had to say, Hey baby, I want to finger fuck you in the back of my daddy's Ford Pinto. And now, you know, there ain't none of that. There ain't none of that show chauvinism. It ain't about being a gentleman no more. It's about asking for feet pics and sending cop pictures with filters on them to make them look bigger. And it's about, you know, uh, saying that like all sorts of manner of slurs and DMs with people that you'll get fired later. And, uh, you know, that's that ain't about. That's not what what man is. That ain't that ain't what being a man's like. You know, back in my day, you know, my idea of fun, I might listen to Neon Moon in the back of my Chevrolet Cavalier. Now these kids might, they might sit underneath the Neon Moon and watch the Cleveland Cavaliers. You ever think about that? Dad, I, I that, look. Dad, listen, I really appreciated this 24-minute lecture on everything from baseball to hyper-pop and girls. This should that... just be how we talk now. <laughs> Basically, my regular voice. Just a little but, exaggerating. But slightly, slightly off. Mm. No, yeah, it's fine. We can know. Uh, <laughs> just get way too into character. Yeah, that, anyway. I, I, I wonder if some of like, I don't know, people online or just people in day-to-day life won't ever age out of like, like they're permanently damaged from the internet. So I know we were obviously doing I don't think anyone is. Oh, really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. Like being so damaged that like, obviously you cannot, like it's ir- it's irreparable. So like you do grow up to be like, like the Gen X cool dad that still like has a beer belly, but still wears like super skinny pants. And it's like, what's that Nirvana? Nice. You know, just a guy that's like 48 years old. And it's like, <laughs> I was, I was in a DM. I was in a group DM with, you know, uh, Mr. Poopy butt and, and, and prospector in 1488 ninja and Dr. Retarded. And, uh, you know, so I think maybe I know something about subversive comedy that you don't understand. And so maybe, yeah. you, you know, you should take you're a getting, lesson from me. You're getting jumped by a bunch of Korean kids and you're like, well, I guess somebody's having a normal one. Getting <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> robbed at gunpoint being like normal world. Oh, this is a normal world for sure. And they're just like, they're just like stomping your teeth out and you're like barely able to speak. And you're like, Oh yeah, this this hell world I got ain't ain't nothing right in in hell world here. Yeah. Oh, this is fun to me. 
the the wallet taker has logged on. He he the. <laughs> I love you got a <clears throat> you got a desert eagle on the on the back of your head. You know the guy's trigger finger is shaking. He's about to do it, and you're like, <clears throat> hey hey, Borat voice, my wife. <laughs> The guy's like, yeah. the guy's like, what? Yeah, he's he's, like, if I, I, he's like, I wish I brought more bullets. He, he just, he actually doesn't kill you because he's, he feel, at that point, he feels bad for killing someone who is that. It's hopeless. like a Jedi mind trick. Yeah, yeah, it's like killing. It would be like a guy who doesn't want to kill like a mentally deficient person because it feels worse than just killing like a guy. You know, yeah. it's like just shakily with the pistol to the back of your head. Any last words? Uh, yeah. Uh, what about this bench? My good bench. What do you think about that? And it's just like, dude, I'm about to fucking kill you. Oh yeah. How about how about you get corn cobbed, bench? Dude, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking paint the concrete with the back of your fucking head. Is that the last thing you want to say to me? Yeah, dude, you're getting fucking owned right now. You're getting dunked on like a bench. It's just like, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I got to go pick my kids up from school. He's he's all stomped on and bloody. He, he done got corn cob today. <laughs> not understanding, wanting, trying to be a, a relatable dad, but not understanding the lingo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, my daughter was owned at a party. <laughs> that's bad i didn't i'm sorry uh i thought of it too but i didn't you didn't I, want to pull I the trigger corn cob was a really yeah corn cob was a really bad one to cheat yeah we just because yeah. you know do the anyway but so guys hopefully the audio isn't working again yeah, this time cut out on that one and, yeah. <laughs> uh but um, I uh. Did you see the news? You can have kids. You're like around the age. What oh, news? Man? Well, let's do your question yeah. first. Uh, yeah. Thanks for saying that. Um, every month that, or day that passes, I get closer to the age in which younger people on Twitter are like, "Bro, you're still on Twitter. Go start a family." Uh, and like by. This age, I know that my mom's kind of an outlier, but like at, at this age I'm at now, my mom had a 10 year old. So I think that I don't want to have kids at all. Um, I'm like just as mentally and emotionally and financially prepared to have children now as I was at seven years old. So I don't think I'm going to like have them. I don't want to have them and I don't like yeah. need to have them. Well, I was just thinking it'd be a good stunt for the, the show. I have a um, kid. Yeah, let's say a thousand dollars a month. You, you have a kid. No, <laughs> no, because two thousand no. dollars a month. Have a second have one. Kid. <laughs> All right, guys, appreciate you folks getting us up to eleven thousand dollars a month. Unfortunately, um, if that were to happen, I would need to keep all the money. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was your question? Oh, I was asking. I was you. I, I wasn't pointing. I wasn't singling you out. Uh, 
I've been thinking, you know, I think I'm ready. I think it's my time. To, to like not grow I'm up? pregnant this year. No, you're getting pregnant. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I got that. I got that flex money right there. What was your question? Uh, I, I, did you see the news today? They, uh, they're yeah, going to canceled. Yeah, they're going. Well, I was talking about they're going to give uh, two thousand dollars a month to everybody that has uh, more than one concussion and a small penis. So you should be good. Actually, I've only got one concussion. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. What about the yeah, other thing? So I wouldn't qualify. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it, man. Um, no, I, I this wanted... Whole, this whole show is riding off a myth, and we have to keep it intact. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I understand. Well, there's several myths that that the show operates under. Uh, levels, layers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first of which being that we are in any way like people uh, who deserve to be listened to. Yeah, that's the biggest one. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. to whose opinions are are valid even within a, the scope of if we were just talking to each other and not broadcasting it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's one of the big ones. But, you know, we can't um, – it's too late now. We got to take it and run with it. Yeah, I mean the trigger's already been pulled, uh, and so I feel like we, to to stop it now would just be no good. Yeah, um, we got to start coming up with like some really contrarian opinions. Yeah, that's right what really gets I'm you. Pretty much, I pretty much agree with everybody. Not everybody, but like a good. Everybody that I'm friends with, you know, so I don't feel the need to. Well, not even everybody I'm friends with. I just, if I have a differing opinion, you know, it's not like far enough off the map to get. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't even come. I don't even have that many. I have like six opinions now. And half of those are about like knife companies that I like. Mm-hmm. What's a knife company you like? Man? Uh, so look, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I've asked you over and over to keep my personal life out of this. Yeah. You have. You That's do, true. Uh, That's true. Every mm-hmm. time yeah. you try and mess that up for me. I tell people, you know, your First, social security number. I tell you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, <clears throat> um, uh, Oh, I can uh, legally own a gun now. For real? Yeah. Well, you're 20. Yeah, you're. I'm not going to, but. Can you get your. Before. Can you, can you, can you get your CHL? I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that necessarily you want to. I'm saying like you can. Yeah. Yeah. I think I. I think I could. I would. There's like to me the daily carry thing is so dumb. Yeah, it feels like especially open carry. Yeah, having it in your car or whatever. Also, you know, not a not a great idea most of the time. But I I feel like a lot of people, especially like in Texas and just the South in general, like you know they get a CHL 
well, they they pay, they buy a pistol, they buy a Glock on sale, and they get you get you get the fucker, and you get your CHL, and they're like, I now know how to shoot like Jason Bourne, and in a tactical situation, it's the, these are the same dads as the dads we were talking about earlier, the, the sports dads. It's yeah. the same guy where they're like. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get Weaver grip and I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna be I'm gonna be clearing corners. If there was a mass shooter like a team of specially trained dev group type seal type guys, they wouldn't stand a chance against me and my bargain by Glock. <clears throat> like they they wouldn't because they don't fundamentally understand tactics, strategy. They don't understand like you yeah. know stealth and stuff like that. And you're no like, muscle memory also. Yeah, yeah, you know. And you're like, dude, you can't like you 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 can't like walk through a door normally. You have to turn at an angle to get, to get through it because you are wide. Yeah. For me, uh, because I do understand why people carry them in their cars. I'm not, I'm not super opinionated on like gun stuff just cause you know, I'm not the most educated, but uh, me personally, <clears throat> the main reason why I wouldn't isn't like somebody breaking in or something like that. It's a, if you honk at me and I have a gun in my car, which I don't, you know, mm. I don't, yeah. but let's say I did, mm-hmm. I would get it out and I would point it at you. <laughs> yeah. Because uh-huh. I get mad immediately in traffic, mm-hmm. which yeah. is fine because I don't swerve at people or anything like that. Mm. I'm just in my own little bubble. Yeah. And I'm not driving with other people. Yeah. And so, what you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's good. Obviously, I've never tried to kill anyone with my car, but. For a long time, the only reason, like, because I can't get a CHL for reasons that I posted about on the internet, to keep it short, I it admitted myself to a funny farm some years back. So, like, oh, apparently, wait, you, 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 apparently I can't. Uh, does that disqualify you? The, from my understanding, yes, but I did. A guy that was a regular at my bar, I was telling him, because he was a big gun guy and a big like Joe Rogan guy, like that was his like idol. And he was telling me, we were talking about CHLs, big pro-gun, big tech, like libertarian guy. Anyway, <clears throat> he was like, man, you should, you you know, you seem to know a little bit about guns. Like you should get CHL, we should go to range or just get a pistol, go to range. And I'm like, there's a lot of reasons I won't get a pistol, man, but there's one big reason why I can't get a concealed carry. And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, <clears throat> I went to uh, the mental institution. I admitted myself. And he's like, oh man, that's too bad. And then he like kind of, there was like a dead air silence for a bit. He goes, but here's the thing. <clears throat> he's like, you can find, you know, a lot of like instructors and like certifiers who like don't really care too much about that type stuff. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I mean, like, it, you know, the background check, like, you know, it really ain't all that like stringent or like, they don't really like look that hard. Some people do, but if you just like lie, they probably won't. And I was like, that's like supremely irresponsible. <laughs> that sounds because it's like, I'm not, I would never go on a rampage. I mean, who knows? But I, I mean, I probably would just one day just be like, man, this looks like it'd be good to eat. And I would just eat the gun and then pull the trigger and die. But like, that's as far, you know, but you know, like he was adamant that he was like, man, you don't need to worry about a thing like that. You can go, just go, just go get it. It's only like $400. Give shit. Get two. Get ten. You know. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I will, but it feels wildly irresponsible for me to do that. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> if I ever start carrying a gun, I'm gonna make it one of those like 
gay little revolvers, like the tiny ones, like the little Derringers or something. Yeah. And I'm like, pea shooter. Yeah. I'm going to open carry it. I think, uh, just get whooped. Yeah. Just get like, just, just a guy that just sees you pull it out. And he just hits you with like a right, just puts you the fuck out. Like he's not even scared of it. Not even, that's my biggest fear. I think is like, you pull a gun on a guy and he's like, I would hate to pull a pistol out on a dude that's like robbing me or something. And he, it's just too close quarters. And then I just, in the moment, don't create space or whatever. And he just like smashes me with a fucking head, takes my gun and I die. It happens all the time. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Um, whenever I worked at a lumber yard, we used to have this guy who would sometimes get like, you know, like two eight foot two by fours and put it in the back of his 3,500 HD or whatever, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Ranch. And uh, he would, he would be walking. Yeah. He would be walking around the lumber yard in full starched cowboy garb. And um, he would have, <laughs> he would have like a, a huge revolver on his side, like Yosemite Sam open carrying it around a, a lumber yard. And, you know, you knew he went everywhere with it. He had a yeah. holster, yeah. but not like a, a, not like an open carry or concealed carry normal holster. It was like one of those, like, you know, you can get like custom belts done. Yeah. Like a utility, you belt. know, with like the burnt leather or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he had, he had like the burnt leather or whatever you know, stencil, mm-hmm. but it was yeah. just like this tiny little holster for like a, it was like a judge or something <laughs> like it's, it's a giant revolver. Fucking 44 Magnum. Yeah. Uh, my uncle who is a full blown, like, sur- like he's not a survivalist. He would die if he went outside his front door. Cause he's really fat, but he's like a prepper insofar as he has a lot of guns, probably like 50 in the house. I don't know if that's legal. And, uh, he, him and I don't see eye to eye on anything uh, at all. But I remember he was like, whenever you get your house, you got a woman in it. You need to get yourself your own personal arsenal. It's your right as an American, and it's your right as a man to do so. And I'm like, uh, no, I think I'm good. Like, I'll probably have a shotgun, and I, like, I might get a pistol, but I'm not going to have like a, like a weapons cache from Grand Theft Auto under my bed. Yeah. And he's like, well, why the hell not? It's your right to do it. And I'm like, well, first of all, like you've gone into like $40,000 of credit card debt for this hobby. I already have an expensive hobby. I don't need like this one. Second of all, like you have a little child and you like don't keep your weapons locked up because you're like philosophically and ideologically opposed to it. You have them on display. If my son or daughter, or if I did have kids like grab that and like blew themselves away with it, then like, you know, He's like, well, that's just something you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take that for what it is. That ain't, that don't even happen. And I'm like, statistically, it happens all the time. <laughs> it happens like an insane amount. And he's like, no. And it was one of those moments where you present someone with facts that you know to be true, and they're like, yeah, uh, uh-uh, that don't even, I don't even know what you're even saying right now. And I'm like, this is real. There is like a, there is a, a vast amount of data to support this. And they're like, nah, I don't even know like what data means or like, I don't, <laughs> like I don't understand fundamentally like yeah. what you're saying right now. Uh, but I do know that I have a lot of guns and uh, I'm going to let my little 
In fact, the person that I'm talking about, my uncle, he just got his kid, who's like nine, a fucking shotgun. I think it's like a 16 gauge or something. But the kid, this kid, he wants to play Fortnite and he wants to like listen to Doja Cat and like do front flips mm-hmm. and like burn little bugs in the ground. And he wants to like eat sugar cane and like fucking pop rocks and fucking like drink dark pepper all day. Yeah. He doesn't want to like bird hunt. It's clear this kid is like not like him or whatever. But he keeps pushing yeah, the lifestyle yeah. on. You know, it's just it, we're talking again. We're talking about the same guy, <laughs> the same guy we've been talking mm-hmm. about the whole time. I think the the general thesis of you know what we've got going on here is there's only like eight guys in Texas, and you get to meet them all mm-hmm. at a very and early then, age in your life, like at a really you, early age. And then you get to keep meeting them for the rest of your life. You know, it's like a uh, it's like different different classes in D or something. You know, it's like, like yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna that, say different races in D D, but I decided not to say that because I it's not uh, it doesn't translate very well. Yeah. I don't know if uh, like that's one type of dad and then there's like uh I'm trying to think of another good one. Uh there's like a cool alcoholic mechanic dad uh the guy that's like always broke but he shows you pictures of cars you worked on and they're like oh this stingray i built up from nothing i put about 40 grand into it you know but like their house is like there's just dog shit everywhere (laughs) like cigarette butts in the kitchen sink (laughs) like it's just yeah (laughs) life is in disarray and they're like yeah you know if you do something like this this is the kind of hobby and they're like they're not like the gun guys they're like probably in the middle or maybe even pretty liberal, but they just don't talk about it. They're kind of apolitical or whatever, but they're like, you know, you put like seven, eight months of time in and like 40 or $50,000 worth of like credit cards. You can resell this vehicle for 51. If you put 50 grand in, you can resell it for $51,000 and that's cash in your pocket. And I'm like, that sounds uh, $1,000 for nine months of work. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's yeah, that rocks. Like, <laughs> you ever heard of those old VW Beetles? <laughs> you ever fix one of those up? No, no, I haven't. I got 57 of those out back, and I'm I'm looking for. I'm going to fix them all up and sell them all for seven hundred dollars. If you, <laughs> so listen, uh, the guy the, the guy I worked with at the construction site was one of those guys. He was the mechanic, and I was his assistant. Now I'm letting you know, dude. I walked into that job knowing how to change a tire and how to change oil. And this guy worked on like forklifts and trucks, cranes. And he was like, "All right, this is like week three. He's like, "All right, we got a hundred fifty foot crane, uh, you know, big old motherfucker, and uh, AC's out. So we're gonna flush that freon. We're gonna replace the tube. We're going to put tanks in." And uh, we're going to close that fucker up and get a nice cold back in there. Capiche? I'm like, I don't even know what an Allen wrench is. I know what it is, but I don't really know. Like, I just know how to do the shit that keeps my car, like, not exploding. He's like, oh, it ain't nothing. And it's like, I'm sure if you've been doing it a long time that, like, redoing an entire AC is not a big deal. Even if you've been doing a little bit of time. But to a guy like me, I was like, I don't even know... What's Freon? Is that the yeah. cold stuff? You know, like I knew what it was, but I was just fundamentally stupid. But he was, you know, he was, he would show me pictures. We'd be in a work truck all day. He's like, I fixed this thing up. 
I fixed this enough. Cost about seventy grand. Sold it for seventy three. You know, I mean, it's just like flipping houses. You know, and you do this 50, 60 times a year, and you work one hundred and forty hours a week on top of what you work, you can make nineteen thousand dollars a year on top of your overtime pay. Now that's money. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, you know what? Like, dude, build the car and then drive it around. It's a nice car. Nah, you sell it. You sell that fucker. It's like I don't. No, if I built something up that went faster than fuck and it was nice, I sure as shit wouldn't sell it to like a dentist. I'd crash yeah. it into a fucking telephone pole, you know? Yeah, I really like those, like, uh, like when you see like an old fixed up Bronco or something and you can tell some guy I just put his life into it mm-hmm. and then, you know, sold it for $200 more than he put into it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, it's, Whenever I remember before I got my Nissan, I was looking at Pontiac GTOs. This is like a car I've always wanted, you know? And every Pontiac GTO or Pontiac G8 GT that was for sale on Craigslist for like within reason for me to purchase mm-hmm. some years back when I had a steady job, the, the, the little Craigslist biography or whatever, the thing was always the same. It's like, yep, here's my baby, 19,000 original miles. Uh, I got Canaan air filter in this motherfucker. I got a, you know, LS turbo. This thing's cranking out 700 horsepower. I love this thing more than I love my dog, more than I love my wife, more than I love my kids. I need you to understand that because I don't want to sell it to you for this much. I don't want to sell it to you at all. But my wife told me that if I don't, uh, she is going to divorce me. And uh, I guess I can't be having any of that. So I need you to buy this for me fast. Like it's always like the guys are on the verge of losing their entire families because they just spend 22 hours a day with the car in the car, you know, like making it go just too fast and making it louder and all fuck. And then Mm -hmm. the reason they have to suddenly no longer be interested in this thing is because they're going to lose everything (laughs) in their life if they don't. Yeah. You know, I'd like to get like that with, uh, you know, comedy podcasting. You know, I'm just putting so much into it. <laughs> everyone, everyone around me, I'm losing everything somehow. <laughs> All my friends cut me off. I think that just... it's clear that we are fundamentally incapable of that because we're like a month in. And I am just now considering making the audio better. Like with just basic, <laughs> just basic tactics. Yeah. People have been telling us for like three months. Since we started. Or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I said three months. We've had this going for like five weeks. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. They've been like, hey, man, um, you ever think about like just working on it like a little bit, just slightly improving anything? And we're like, honestly, no, dude. I thought about it like, like a little bit. Like the way you think about like. like you know, getting a, like getting a tooth replaced or like going to, yeah. to the doctor or going to therapy or something. You think about it and you're just like, yeah. no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. It's like getting your oil changed or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'll do it in I, like, yeah. I'll do it in like six months. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it on my birthday, nine years from now, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like don't have like health insurance and, uh, yeah, because you're poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, my my job, they're like, hey, we have a health insurance plan. 
And I'm like, oh, cool. This was like a year and a half ago when I started. And I'm like, okay, like, what's it like? And they're like, well, it's not really a plan. Uh, we just take like $400 or like really like $500 out of your paycheck. And then once you meet like a, a big deductible, uh, th then your copay goes down from like $100 to like $80. And I'm like, cool. So like, uh, like a truck payment and I get to go to the doctor and I still pay a lot of money. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Uh, no. And they're like, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, we always encourage our employees to use our plan. And I'm like, I'm sure you do. Cause it's like a share. It's like a shared thing where it's like, I don't really know how it fucking works. I'm stupid and shit, but it's just, it, it, but as I walk around and I'm like, I need to go to the dentist. I need to like, uh, you know, uh, I need to go to the dentist, you know, I need to like, uh, yeah, uh, I need to like get my eyes checked. I have moles that I need to get removed, but I don't have $500 to like throw around, you know? Bagabinga. Anyway. Uh, uh, just no, just no go back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was trying to do an emergency save there and it didn't work. Yeah, no, we're still rocking. Uh, we're having a little bit of uh, just a little bit of video difficulty here, you know, uh, a little bit of fucking stupid shit. But I think as we speak, yeah, Jake, Jake just dipped out and then he came back and he was wearing a dress. Mm -hmm. I was wearing a big old dress. I was wearing, wearing a big dress fucking right now. dress. Yeah, a really big dress. Yeah, I think I think that old farmer's wife dress. Pentecostal. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna say what I was about to say. I think I'm just I think I'm good on <laughs> uh we're just gonna have to leave that in the old chamber. Um anyway, uh thanks for listening to this free episode of Pendejo Time. Uh I do appreciate it and I know Thomas appreciates it. Uh and uh I do. I do, this I do. The, this deeply. Is, this is the free episode, and if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to the Patreon, the episodes on there are so good. I mean, really, they are. They're so good. They're, they're it's the best. Yeah, it's the top best. of the line. It's the top of the line. It's not. You like think this is good? Yeah. This is like. This is, this is street ball. Okay. Child's play. Those are the. These are the pros. Yeah. If, Premium is the pros. This is street I, ball. I promise you that we don't have funnier free episodes than we do premium ones. I promise you that that's not the case and it's never been the case. That's, a, that's a good way to put it. That I promise you that the premium ones are funny. They're informative. We really just sort of get down to the granular nature of like what's going on, politics and society, economics, geography, uh, science, physics, uh, magic. Um, yeah. Real estate. Uh, culture. Things culture. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to uh, know um stuff about hip hop things like that yeah. um you know about the five pillars you want to know about karate chops uh yeah the pharmaceutical industry i think it's funny that a lot of the feedback i do get is like i like that they talk about construction and labor jobs and then i like that they talk about lifting weights but that's like not what this podcast is at all i don't think it's anything talk about it like once for like 15 minutes every couple we, of yeah and then, but it's like, I've got like three or four replies that are like, yeah, I really like the, the, the OSHA violation stories are really funny. And I'm like, that was the first 
two or maybe three episodes. Yeah. Also, it was just um, just you that really had any stories there. Yeah. I've never even worked directly with Osha. It was just they were just saying, "Hey, Jake is funny." <laughs> and we'll listen because anyway yeah hey thanks guys uh, anyway thanks thanks for tuning in if you want to be a sponsor or something um yeah if you got like a mattress or a condom or a flashlight or something send us maybe twenty thousand dollars fifty million episode, dollars. something like that. yeah we'll yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll like break it. it in for you we'll think about it all right off we just and... check my email in, in three weeks but we'll get back to you on that yeah me neither bye-bye uh bye-bye bye bye oh yeah bye yeah that was that was pretty good i guess it gets the job done yeah Uh, i'm I'm going to i've got my audio here